Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Daddy T, Father Longlegs. You know me. Um, you're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. We've got so many confessions. So exciting. I'm really excited about this episode, but first, I'm going to give you a few announcements. Um, some of you, one of you, just one of you, but that's enough for me to pretend it was more than one of you, um, have been asking about my shows that I mentioned uh, where I'm going on the road in the spring and... The ticket link just went up, so I'm going to do a couple quick announcements about the show and then uh, read some comments and then we'll get to the episode. So first up, uh, in just two weeks, I'm going to be in New York. Come watch me if you guys live in New York, if you have friends in New York. These are just kind of chill shows. I'll be there for a weekend. Uh, February 27th, I'm at the Topaz uh, at a show called Semi Precious, and then I'm at Comedy Under Artichoke in Brooklyn. And then February 28th, I'm at a show called Bitches Brew at Halliards. Really fun show. Highly recommend. I had a lot of fun last time I went. Um, And there's probably going to be comedians that are more famous than me on it. Um, So if you don't want to come for me, come for them. And then March 1st, I'll be at Crystal Lake also in New York. So if you guys want more details, locations, times, all that, you can go to my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com. And I have a show tab. And I update that pretty regularly because I'm neurotic and, um, you know, that's what I do. Okay. And then um, I'm also going to be traveling to Asheville, North Carolina in May. May 1st, May 2nd, I'm at the Lazoom Room in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a real fun um, venue. If you guys live in the area or have friends in the area, let them know. Um, I would love to perform for a full audience. I'm going to be traveling with my friend Eli Olsberg, very funny comedian. He hosted the Ariana Grande podcast with me, so many of you guys listen to this also know about that and he's also a former guest so uh we're gonna be um just kind of traveling together uh may 1st i will be headlining may 2nd he will be headlining but we'll both be at both shows and we'll both be doing material at both shows so take your pick uh, but those tickets are available now so go buy them um the the more that i pre-sell the better i'll look and the less anxious i'll be so um go get those tickets at lazoomtours.com or go to my website i have the link there or um i guess i could include it in the bio as well on my instagram so my instagram's at larisa t many ways you guys know how google works to figure out where i'm performing um, so that's that for shows. And then as always, I have just, you know, many shows in LA happening all the time. So you can check those out at TeresaLeeComedy.com. Um, but guys, I really wanted to read this really sweet, lovely message I got from a confidant. Um, just because, you know, I respond to these and I like them or heart them, but um, they're just very nice and they warm my heart and uh, I... I want to share it with you. Um, and if you guys have nice things to say, uh, look, my, I like, I like hearing nice things. What can I say? I'm a human person. So um, that's why I always start with a good confession. So that being said, here is the nice comment I got. Um, I, don't, I did not actually ask if I could read this, so I will not read their name. But um, this was messaged to me directly on Instagram. Um, this podcast is so great. I loved I Think She Likes You so much that I watched it three times when it dropped and I cried on all three viewings. No joke. It's funny, sweet, messy, and genuine. I empathize with your character the most, even though I'm a mostly straight cis male. I wanted you to know that since you said most straight men don't really get it. I can really empathize with a lot of your views on the podcast too. Even though I identify as straight and male, I'm super feminine in a lot of stereotypically feminine emotional ways. I maybe weirdly always wanted to be more sexually interested in dudes than I am. Anyway, you speak to me. I also highly recommend watching fantastically talented queer filmmaker 
Greg Araki's 1999 film Splendor, which is a very genuine and heartfelt romantic comedy about a girl who has to decide whether to be with two men she's in love with or settle for one man who might not be right for her. Sorry for oversharing. Um, thank you so much. This is so sweet. I really like how detailed this is. And I love a good wreck. I will be watching that. That is going on my list. Um, look, I am so slow to watch movies and TV shows. I didn't even finish watching all the Oscar best picture noms. But I do literally have a list. I know it sounds like I'm saying that figuratively, but I have an email, a draft of an email that I just throw things in and I actually go down it. I'm just very slow. So thank you for that rec. Um, it was very sweet. I guess it was mostly about my short than the pod, but I, um, that's, I, I will accept that. Um, so thank you so much. I won't say your name, but that made me smile. Um, what else? I think that's it for announcements. Oh, um, I forgot, almost forgot. You should join the Confidant newsletter. Um, some people have been asking about, um, that sort of three month for one deal that I did last year. I think I might do that soon, but, uh, that has ended. So right now it's just $5 or more before the fifth of the month. So the next one's March 5th. You'll get on the next month's newsletter. Um, the February one is coming out this week. And um, that's pretty much it. If you guys have never joined the Super Confidant newsletter and you want to know what it is, it's I send out a newsletter that I write, you know, personally. It's just like a personal letter that I write. And then I um, include a video, pictures, and other random things about my life. Um, it's more personal since a lot of the episodes here are about the guest. And uh, if you guys want more, if you're already on the newsletter and you want to see d different things, if you want a handwritten letter if you want me to send you snacks I don't know I mean look I, I don't I want to respect your boundaries but I will send you snacks if you want snacks so let me know what it is you want or I'll just keep doing what I've been doing and assume you guys like it because you keep coming back so um so that's the super confidant newsletter and uh, I think that's it for my announcements I'm gonna get to the episode um this is a really fun episode we started talking about something very light and then really got into it with um, almost a therapy session. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And if I've, you know, we talked a lot about things like codependency and narcissism, um, things that I personally have experience with, but of course I'm drawing from my own experiences. I do not claim to speak for everybody. So if I've said anything that you disagree with, I actually want to hear it. So please message me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram, or email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. Love to have some discourse. Um, and also love to expand my mind. And I want to hear what you have to say. So, you know, I'm not perfect. Okay, enjoy the episode. This is Mav Fila. You can tell her. You can tell her. Confidants, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. Um, and today, here to confess for you uh, is one of my favorites. She's so, so funny. She's going to be performing at the Largo with Margo Margaret Cho and friends. Um, so as you can guess, Margaret Cho is going to be there, which is fucking awesome. I'm so excited to welcome her to the pod. Matt Viola, what's up? Hi, thank you. <laughs> How's it going? Well, you were able to speak so quickly and swiftly. I was just listening so jealous. Like, oh. how many words you got out? Like, I always get, like, so... It, 
was self-conscious about intros because like pods sometimes will go so long same and i'm like i don't want my guests to be sitting there while i'm doing that thing where i'm just talking about the pod and myself no i was mesmerized so. <laughs> i was like she's amazing well i'm glad thank yeah. you so much um well speaking of amazing i like to start by asking my guests for a good confession just because yes. confessions aren't all negative yeah um so that just kind of starts on a light note and also helps the listeners to get to know you so Absolutely. what's something good you'd like to confess yeah, so you mentioned Margaret Cho, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I'm getting to perform with her at the Largo is because I um, I actually was just on her podcast um, as a guest. And then before that, I met her. Well, I met her through fellow comedian Ian Harvey okay. and his partner, who's um, her manager. Um, so they're, they've got a really great little family going on with friends. And then because of that... I got a role, a small role in Eliza Schlesinger's new film. Ooh, hell yeah. Oh, um, I think I saw this on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And I wanted so to ask you about it. I that's got awesome. to play Margaret Cho's date, Whoa. which is like the most humble brag oh I could God. ever have. Like I just, I'm just like, and in between takes, we're just standing there like, cause it was really cold and she's like nuzzling into Aww. me and we're just talking like, like as if for peers, which is crazy cause it's uh -huh. Margaret Cho and we're definitely not peers. You know, she's like an you icon. No. Yeah. Yeah. Co-stars. But that's <laughs> like, you know, that's my that's humble awesome. brag right now is that like all things Margaret Cho. Did she play Margaret Cho in Eliza? Sessions? No, she doesn't. Okay, no. No. Cause I, sometimes like with comedians, they'll have other comedians as themselves. I wasn't sure. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool. Wow, the, play, the film's called play it as it lies and it'll, it'll, I don't know when it's coming out, but it's going to be really fun. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Man. I know. That's so dope. Like um, Margaret fucking show. I know. Wow. Yeah. You can use that as like, um, uh, what's it like they, there was video, uh, pictures in dating apps what oh, am yeah, i saying yeah. i'm like i was gonna say tinder but it's not tinder you know no, how sometimes uh, raya yeah or something? you can like do like a little like... video clip it'll just be you oh and my god you're like hey what's hey. up dude i do not do dating apps <laughs> hell no you no dating do apps. i sort of i've never i don't I know did. if i would call it me doing them because i've never like successfully <laughs> yeah <laughs> done them if that makes sense i but mean I've, me neither to be honest i've been on, a, on and off dating apps but uh, yeah I, I don't know if i'm doing it right yeah they haven't panned out for me yet i just abandoned them all together like That's i don't probably for the better yeah it's just me people so. in the wild yeah why not you know or I, just not at all like, not at all that's yeah <laughs> that's just, let's not meet you know you, you know you're right i've lately come to that conclusion especially <laughs> with um the advancement of ai which i'm obsessed with Oof. and how much um, how we're getting so close to being able to just like have companion bots that yes. fulfill all our needs. I'm like, well, I'll do you one better. I'm just going to figure out how to develop myself to be so self-sufficient. Yeah. You saw, did you that. see Whitney Cummings special? I saw parts of it. Yeah. With yeah, the sex, with bot. The sex yeah. bot. And yeah. there's like crazy, I mean, not to keep promoting other pods, yeah. but there's a bunch of AI pods that are not comedy no. pods. If you guys like AI, you should definitely check out, uh, sleepwalkers and one called first contact. Like they talk about interview like actual tech people and they talk about the real technology and there's some wild stuff out there no that's horrifying I'll give you a little taste okay, Te yeah tell me something tell me. this tech exists there is um technology that can like look at your top 10 friends or whatever and do an algorithm it creates a new face so not like those rudimentary ones that like you kind of look weird because it's actually a combination stop it but it takes the features analyzes them creates a new face that has a very very high percent of chance basically that you'll trust that face so what this hypothetically could be used in um like a app that would for example send you a text message from an unknown number that says hey mav like here's a f i was just going through my photos and um 
I know it's been so long, but I just found this one of us from that show that we did. That's and I want to say hi, haha, lol, or whatever. And it's a picture of you and this fake person. And you might be like, I don't remember this, but you might. But be I like, would trust them. And because you're kind of like they're cute because they can also make it. Who is this technology for? Rapists? <laughs> Who is this for? Well, I think that it would be for. The, the bad version is scammers who want your money, right? Because they could start talking to you and be like, oh my God, it'd be flirty and then but eventually be like... that's the only like, thing it would be useful for. The other thing it could be used for, well, yeah, war. Um, also bad. To uh, persuade <laughs> voters. Um, but I feel like it could... There, I'm, now I'm trying to think Try of positive. Try to think of one positive thing. Oh, it could be um, if you are trying to train people who have trust issues or empathy it used it for good you can start learning about the psyche but you would have to really trust That's the person who has the keys to that power but do people yeah you would but do people and also who, to figure out who's racist um that also probably would apply yeah, yes <laughs> but people who lack empathy can't learn empathy they can mimic empathy i i don't think they can learn empathy right now but i don't but know maybe, maybe in the future perhaps it's something we can unlock i'm not maybe sure they are the ai yeah i almost feel like the future is um people without empathy are going to have an evolutionary advantage which i hate to say yeah, they already do i, I mean they yeah really they already do, do which is crazy because i had this thought before where i was like if okay if you this is a thought experiment we don't have to really go into it but just think I'm about into it. it if you had the chance today to like remove your empathy. If someone's like, Mav, you can remove your empathy right now and it will guarantee you're going to be successful because chances are that's, you're going to yeah, succeed right. in life. Would you do it? Knowing what you know now about like how terrible you would be to people and the effect you would have on people, but knowing that you could game the system because uh, you wouldn't feel bad for people for stepping on them and like getting what you want. That's, it's very interesting. And it's so layered because I feel like my question is does a lack of empathy then therefore mean that you're going to take advantage of people and be mean to people and like step on people like can mm. you have a lack of empathy and become are they mutually excuse exclusive like because if i can I what know. if i have no empathy but i but i become this i guess really the only way to become that level of success you have to be you have 100% to self-serving people. yes i do think so because okay. then you truly know truly to be success i mean truly to be a good person you have to make sacrifices for others okay right? my answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> i know i've thought about it and i'm like on pay like the answer i want to say right now is no, no I but say i'm no. like empathy hurts me sometimes you know what i mean like i've yeah, gotten yes. in shit for being like i don't want to say if too nice but too dial it down too self-sacrificial yeah oh. i wish there was a way to turn it off for like specific moments like i'm about right. to go into this audition and i'm gonna fuck mm-hmm. it up yeah and i'm then, gonna like, fuck turn the it back shit up, up. When I'm back in, like, with my family. I wish I could turn it down in relationships because I mm-hmm. I definitely amp it up in relationships and am too empathetic. And I, to the point where I'm like, oh, now I'm not a person and everything mm-hmm. is about you. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? tricky. And if, and if your empathy is too high in a relationship, then that... It could also hurt. It hurts it's you, yeah. yeah. You, it's co- exactly. Mm-hmm. It forms codependent ties. And then you're, like, susceptible to being gaslit left and right. Yeah. It's, it's like, and then you have vertigo and you don't know what's up and down, you know? And then you're like, what am I doing? I do think we're evolving towards that point where there's more and more people without it because they're the yeah. ones that succeed. So it's tricky. But I do think technology can help us unlock 
a balance. I don't know. Or give that's us a my, switch to like, yeah, like yeah. turn it down. Like, I know. Can you turn on my empathy? <laughs> Anyways, wow, that's really I, that is if you're really interested interesting. in that stuff. I yeah, I'm super fascinated with robots, but I have no authority on it, so I feel like I shouldn't I shouldn't be talking. Um, about my it. friend Tiffany and I talk about this all the time. We're like, <laughs> I wish that I could be a psychopath or so say a sociopath. There's <laughs> somebody that like not really, but kind of just because we both yeah. are always like, I wish that I had that ability to not give a shit sometimes because. I see people not give a shit and, and it's, they either become very successful like financially or in their yeah. career or they're able to like sabotage like other people's lives very easily or like move on really quickly from a relationship or whatever mm-hmm. it is because they lack that They don't piece. see the world the same way, but I almost see like they're also very tragic. I think both they sides are very are tragic. tragic yeah. Society right now is it's shitty just <laughs> because it's set up to... Um, let people like that succeed like narcissists but then also it's not set up for them to be happy right so, because yeah the values we're taught like are to be empathetic and be emotional and to care and be nurturing so they'll get to the top they got all those things that we define as success and they won't be happy because people won't respect them and yeah. they won't truly feel that fulfillment that everyone else has because they can't they, they like they literally they can't. can't yeah there needs to be a way to like openly let these narcissists because they're How born. Well, they're not born like that, but a lot of them are created like that at a very young age. There yeah. needs to be a way for them to be how they are and not hurt others. And right. like, ma- like, I don't know. Some How did Oprah do way. it? How did Oprah do it? Right. Because Oprah True. seems to have maintained em- yeah. gobs of empathy and make billions. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Well, she also, she, yeah, I'm like thinking about her early career. She was always famous but she was really big with i remember didn't she have like a big thing with weight for a long time it was always up and like there, yeah. she, i feel like she's definitely she's capitalized on movements she you're right she has capitalized on movements which makes me wonder how much is there you'll never truly know until you're yeah. close how much of it like is what real. she did behind closed doors like who yeah she i don't trampled know. on to get to where it's hard to tell it's hard to tell it's like i but she's god so i don't want to you know but she's yeah my I do love power, Oprah, so. yeah <laughs> yeah it's always scary to get too close to very successful people because you'll either see something you really don't want to or if they truly are the real thing you'll always pale in their shadow yeah or that's how it will feel it because, will feel that way yeah. yeah it does feel that way so just i don't know be yourself and be the greatest <laughs> i don't know yeah. i don't have the answers. i don't have the answers either <laughs> um but no it's it's fun to talk about this stuff um it is. but so this podcast is sort of loosely inspired by therapy and like getting things I off your that. chest yeah. what's your relationship with like therapy um, so I have a, an amazing therapist, um, mm-hmm. that I've been going to for a couple of years. Um, nice. and he's a gay guy and he's just like, I love him. He's the first guy I've ever been to. That's oh, a therapist. Yeah. yeah. I've been to, I've been in and out of therapy my, most of my adult life. Uh-huh. Um, probably since I was about 19. Okay. Really good relationship with therapy. That being said, there's not always, there's some therapists I've had that aren't awesome. Sure. You know, like some that you just don't click with or that are like uh-huh. one dimensional, whatever. Um, but I, generally speaking, I've had a really good relationship with therapy and I think that everybody should be in fucking therapy. Why would you not be in therapy? Right. Like it's you can get sliding tool. scale, you can go to the LGBT <laughs> center, you can, like there's places where you can get therapy. Yeah. It's such a good resource. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm That's pretty great. much always on and off in therapy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, I take breaks too, but I, I feel like it's totally changed my life. So yeah. I think anyone who is um thinking about doing it i think they should definitely sorry for no you're good um they should make that jump and if if it's not for you then that's fine you can walk away but don't be scared yeah no don't be scared and like try a bunch of different people because you really don't always click with the first one you know what i mean yeah it is kind of like dating in mm -hmm. a sense um because you 
And there's times when you're like, this was really good for what I needed now. And then yeah. I think I've exhausted their expertise. So it's time to move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I've kind of, I'm thinking about going back to my one-on-one therapy, but I haven't been to her for like, I want to almost a year, but I've been in like with, I did specialized therapy. Like I did a specific group and then I did EMDR. Oh yeah. I did EMDR too. Oh really? Yeah. It's Recently amazing. Or? Um, no, uh, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I think it'll get better, but I'm like in the thick of it and it's wild. Like I have, Oh, like you're crazy. currently doing it. I'm like three months. I started in December. It's yeah. insane, so it's like three months, right? Two months. Yeah. It's, it's a trip. wild. I'll have like insane flashbacks. I started taking, I guess I can say this on the pod because I'm very open about what I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to get prescribed sleeping pills because I get nightmares. Fine. It's hard to fall asleep. That's so now okay. that I'm very new, like a week into that and yeah. it's helps but yeah it's wild it's like, really really yeah. wild yeah anybody that's been through a trauma of any kind or like has a specific event in their life that they want to uh-huh. work through i think should try mdr it's speaking of robots i do think they're <laughs> i mean it sounds crazy but it almost feels like i'm unlocking some sort of like code yeah. if that makes sense i it completely <laughs> makes sense because i was like this is whatever this is not gonna do shit and then like literally in the thick of it was like what are you doing yes like, what are you doing to me yeah it feels you like are a computer like, being like you know when they're like system yeah. analysis like recalibrating so, i'm like oh my god what's my brain is going crazy and it's I've, crazy like un- lifted the hood of my brain you realize that you are kind of like a computer i mean as yeah, crazy as that literally. sounds but you're like oh my brain is literally a computer mm-hmm. that's working in a very specific way and has to in order mm-hmm. to function and if one thing goes awry the whole thing shuts down yeah. just like a computer. And then when you're doing MDR, it's just triggering parts of your brain uh-huh. at the same time <laughs> in a way that you can't normally. And you're just, fu- it fucks you up. It's so crazy. Have you and ever- then it puts you back together. It's so weird. <laughs> yes. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the part I pr- should probably also say. Cause yeah. I just on social media, like will hint at like yeah. when it's bad and I'm like, it's wild. <laughs> I'm having nightmares, but I'm like, it's also good. Like overall, I feel much better and be- I'm able to healthily process things, but it is a process. It takes some time yeah. and I'm definitely not done with it yet, but I- it's a video game. You like unlock yeah. levels <laughs> and you have to like find <laughs> scrolls and like oh coins God, and tokens. That. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> what it is you know when you like fight through a level on a video game and then you get to like the end and it's like you fight the dragon there's some treasure box with a like scroll for the next level like that's what it f- legit feels like <laughs> you like lock in you're like what great next level like it does kind of feel like that because you go i mean it's different for everyone but generally speaking it'll unlock memories that yeah. you haven't seen for a while and sometimes that like, you don't remember but if you think about it as a video game, it is like, you're like, okay, I'm here now. Yeah. Explore where, what am I looking for? Symbols. Oh, it's hmm. weird. And then you find the right thing. You're like, do, 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 and then, yep. How like, does your therapist engage with you? Like, does she's very she hands off? Oh, yeah. she does. So there's these like vibrating things I hold in my hand. So okay. it's very, very, she just gives them to me and it's almost instant. She'll just be like, I close my eyes and then yeah. she, um, just goes like, all right, like go into the memory and yeah. then, it just goes like she yeah. doesn't really say much besides she'll check in every few minutes and say like what are you feeling take a what deep breath see? What that's you, it. Yeah. yeah and then sometimes oh. i want to talk about it because i'm like and then this and then this and she's yeah. like okay great okay let's do that yeah and i'm like when there's more she's like it's fine like it's for you not for me i'm not writing a book like, <laughs> <laughs> she's a stenographer in the right, corner i'm just like oh this uh, did you want to hear what i saw and yeah. she's like not really it's she, just for you she's like i'm placing an order on amazon right now can you just chill because <laughs> i asked her too because i'm so curious about like how I don't, I don't know why i'm always been obsessed with like how, personality tests and things like this but yeah. i'm so curious how i 
I'm different from other people yeah. and we're all going to be different, but sure. I always want to know like, what have you noticed? It's the same and what's different. So yeah. I asked her, I'm like, what do people normally see? And she's like, it's just different. She's like, you have a very active imagination. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You're like, so I'm imagining it all. Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> well, cause I see like a lot of, I'll be like, I'll see things that are clearly not real, but I'll yeah. still talk about it. I'm like, and then this tube appeared and this, <laughs> like, like the bug well, jumped in so it. Yours are so fun. It's weird. So much more active. Some really weird stuff. And she's like, okay and then i'm like what does it mean she's like i don't know <laughs> oh my god that's amazing i yeah. love it but she said sometimes people just see colors or just yeah. see words or think wow. thoughts so i think it's just different yeah it's different for everyone but yeah wow. um that's but yeah so if cool. you guys are totally confused about what i'm talking about just google just it google it yeah it does sound really crazy but it's i not. swear i'm not making it you know you're not at all it's amazing it's not yeah. bunk science at all <laughs> it's totally real um yeah. but speaking of talking about things is there anything you'd like to tell me you know yeah there's (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking a lot lately about um when I was a kid and like I I just I wish I could go back in time and and Mm. watch who I was as a kid because we're you know I'm still the same me but I also am like probably wouldn't make half the same choices obviously (laughs) because my brains I'd like to think evolved somewhat um but when I was in middle school I made some questionable decisions okay. and one of them is uh, so, and I'm trying to like, un- I, I think about it. I'm trying to understand why I would do this because it's really outside of who I was as a kid. When I was a kid, I kind of like collected underdogs and was like, I got, you know, everybody's friend seniors, superlative in high school. Like I uh-huh. really was that girl that was just friends with everyone. That was, and, oh, that was a superlative. Everybody's yeah, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was, we changed the names of them <laughs> instead to of most be popular. cool. Yeah. Okay. Instead of most popular. Um, we were like trying to be well. I did. I wasn't in charge of that, but I guess they were trying to like be more like kosher. Yeah, or like, that's like good. Friendly. That yeah. is a crazy thing that it's I horrible. Think they total, I'm sure they're all different now, but I remember some of the problematic ones. Looking back, my most popular there was mo- yeah most attractive, and then I guess there's like best eyes, best smile, best hair. It's terrible. Is, but it's all like how you look, and it's all it's, the same people that you've already like <laughs> felt shitty yeah. for. Like it's all the popular kids that you're like. I already knew that. I already knew everyone thought you were hot because yeah. you're in the cool crowd. You they know? voted. I mean, my class was I mean very problematic now, but like they voted um, an Asian guy best eyes because he had small eyes and I'm like that's what? fucked up when I think about it <laughs> it is fucked and up and it wasn't even like there were I, I want to say we had like quite a we had quite a bit of an Asian population we weren't yeah. one of the schools that was like all Asian yeah. in the Bay Area but there were enough where it wasn't like he wasn't the only guy yeah like they didn't need to but do that but he did have very small eyes but it was like that's so they did it to make fun of him? I think so. I don't know That's if he was in on, We weren't close. I felt like one of those things where like you laugh at it because you're like, I think I'm in on it. But I'm like, I feel like some people did I don't this like race it. in a racist yeah, way. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. It's giving me bad so, juju. Yeah. I'm not into it. But I mean, I didn't vote for it, but yeah, he no. won it. But yeah. <laughs> Imagine. You're like, ha ha. <laughs> it was my idea. It was I started idea. it. No. So when I was in the seventh grade, uh-huh. my friend at the time was being like made fun of and bullied a lot by this one particular bully. Okay. And so I guess it kind of fits me that I would like defend her. Mm-hmm. But the this this girl, this bully, let's call her Chrissy, she would like every day in tech ed class pull the chair out from under my friend. Like Ugh. right when my friend would go to sit down or if she stood up, whatever, she'd pull it out. And like one time she hit her chin really hard oh, on the no. table. And I got so mad. Like I was just, I was so mad, but I wasn't gonna like yell at her or do anything like that. So 
that I, <laughs> on my own time, uh-huh. made her this this card. Do you remember how, like, back in the day, graphics on computers and shit were, like, terrible? Uh-huh. They were like, you, they would come out, like, gray. Like, you couldn't even oh, do yes, color. Yes. Like, it was terrible. It was like the MS Paint. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> it was like MS Paint. So I made this card that said, you can run, but you can't hide. <gasps> oh, and my it, God. <laughs> it had a skull on Are the sure front. sure you weren't a psychopath? I but. know. See? <laughs> It has skull in the front and then it had all these little like, like, you know, remember you could pick a border? Yeah. Like for yes. <laughs> so it had a border of like guy, the, these like guys running and like the block characters, like clip you know? Art, like yeah, clip, clip, clip art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I took all the letters in my name. I was like, sincerely. And then I scrambled all the letters in my name to make some new name. Like, I don't remember what it was, but I thought it was so cool. And I thought I was being such a badass. And I put it in her locker, but I, and I was like, Washed my hands of it, went to math class, was like, I'm the shit. She's never going to do this again. I've scared her. But the mistake I made was I asked somebody where her locker was. And that kid, that little punk ass bitch told (laughs) on me, I guess. Maybe he knew I was doing some deviant. I have no idea. Or like she found it and was like, hey, you know, who, who, did anyone see you put this in my locker? Like, it it really was, she was like big and she she was like big fubu jackets and she was like, I, I don't think she got I don't know I don't think so she got scared so you didn't even scared. see the reaction you just got I didn't straight see the in reaction. trouble I okay. went to math class and then like moments later the vice pre- principal came in and like whispered in my teacher's ear and then he was like you know Miss Viola like you have to go with the, <laughs> the vice principal and I was like ooh and, and then like all the blood like left my body oh, no. and I got I ended up getting Saturday detention she's like we know what oh, you did God. blah 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 and I just, I never talk about that because I'm so embarrassed by it. But like, because I'm not embarrassed that I did something to protect my friend. I'm embarrassed because I'm like, not even embarrassed. I'm so curious as to like, what part of my brain was okay? Like putting a skull and saying you can run. Like, did I, was it the Wait, comedian you can in run, me? but you can't hide? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like to think it was maybe the co- comedian in me that, and I that thought it was funny. Yeah. Did you, so yeah. Was it, I can't was remember. Was it menacing or was there a part that you were like, Oh, this will like stop it, but also it's kind of funny I that really I did don't this. know. That's the part I can't remember, and that's the part that really plagues me. Mm. And like, I'm embarrassed by some. I, I can't imagine that it was like truly malicious. I would have done anything. You can run, but you can't hide from what? Like from me? I was like it's a empty measly. Threat. Yeah, totally empty threat. The artwork I was more obsessed with than the threat. Like I was like, this is such a good card. Like I like how fast you got in trouble too. Oh, within one right away. I'm like sitting like kicked back in math class. Like I'm (laughs) like the shit. Like I'm the new school bully. (laughs) Get yanked out immediately, and then I had to do Saturday detention with like real kids that had done shit like they're like what are you in for you know and I tell them and then they're like, like I made art yeah, I'm like I made a really pretty picture and they're like I threw the table at the teacher and like broke her arm you know You're like oh my god okay how did she not get in trouble for oh just nobody ratted her out I didn't yeah like, I should right, just right. told the teacher well I feel like well, I'm like I would have been the kid that told because I'm like such an arc but yeah I feel like you did the right thing and not telling in that right in in so in the social context yeah yeah but as an adult I would have been like why did you do why this? did you do yeah. yeah like and I don't know if my like I'd have to ask my parents if they remember that because I don't know I'm sure they had to find out in order for <laughs> me to have stuck with you because you still think about it so, it stuck yeah, with me that because moment. that the card like is <laughs> seared into my brain like a skull with like the running men around it like and also the way that the school reacted was so over the top that the Saturday school, not even a warning, like, hey. no, like, or did they even ask like, 
No. Because you could have been an inside joke. I mean. It, yeah, no, nothing. And mm. I immediately burst into tears when like anyone Aww. in authority like yells at me or even looks at me funny. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. What did I do? You know, <laughs> like, so I was bawling my eyes out like a little pussy. And, <laughs> and then they acted like it was, you know, a th- they're like, this is a threat. So I don't know if I actually, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's overreacting. It's a, is it a right? threat? Like, a- <laughs> but I still feel so bad. But I shouldn't because Chrissy wasn't bothered by it. She's like a big girl was fine. So she didn't even really care. She just told to get you in trouble. Yeah, she was just probably so stoked that I got in trouble. I mean, she was in Saturday attention like every other weekend for being something. <laughs> she literally, one time she was like, I, I think I'm pregnant. I'm an, and then she ate a dozen eggs, raw eggs. What? To try to abort the baby. What? Yeah, I just remember That's that. That's wild. Yeah, she was, okay. Chris was wild. So... I mean, her, she has her own story. She has her own yeah, attention-seeking behavior. I'm sure something's going on. Yeah. But yeah. we're talking about empathy. I, mean, I do kind feel of better, relates Because it's sort of like, I'm sure she's grown up and figured out her shit. But like, yeah. Yeah. Her um, actions affected you and your friend. Yeah. So even if she probably had like reasons and stuff going on at home because she was just a child, like yeah. it still affects, affects you guys. Yeah, it does. So, and it still hurt your friend. Yeah. And like... At what point do we know and do we discover whether or not somebody has empathy? Because, Mm -hmm. and like, is that the result of her child? Like, could something have been going on in her childhood that was like causing her to act like that? Most likely. Probably, yeah. Or is it that she's chemically like (sighs) imbalanced or missing a chip of empathy? Like whatever that thing is. Like, how would we even know that? How do we even, and then, and then for me, like, I was always very empathetic, but what about that situation? Yeah, what it made you so mad that you were like, I'm going to cast aside my being nice yeah. for a moment and do this. Like she was the one, she was like the first person that I decided was like evil. Yeah, and it, it, even in a way you were being like empathetic, empathetic to my friend. friend. Yeah, and like that's sort of the age where you're developing, like you're starting to learn pieces of the puzzle, but you like haven't learned the whole Like forming alliances and like... Yeah, you haven't learned the whole, like that your actions might hurt her but you but they're justified because they're helping your friend yeah and so you're still trying to figure that out did you feel any guilt about it yes okay like before you did it or like after you got in trouble no when i was doing it i felt i remember feeling really nervous okay but like i had to do it like i felt like i like had to follow through and like did your do friend this know you friend. did this she did yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> and she thought it was really funny uh-huh and so me and I have always been egged on by it funny. Like if somebody sure. thinks I'm funny, I'll just keep beat the horse, you know, <laughs> like to a pulp. Uh-huh. So that, I'm sure that that was a factor. I just don't remember that part of it as well because I'm so plagued by the mm. whole thing that like, and that I like let my, my like school down, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. that whole thing. I was like a perfect kid. I, for all intents and purposes, I was a really good kid till that point. Okay. You know, like I talked yeah. in class too much, stuff like that, but sure. like. That was the most like deviant thing I'd ever done. You didn't have a track record of breaking the rules, so this right. Was, so you really so went it out of your felt way. really big. Yeah, when it probably it honestly, I I remember that that night before my first day of Saturday or before Saturday detention, see, I saw the vice principal at the grocery store and she was buying a twenty four pack of beer. <gasps> And I was like so nervous to see her. But as an adult now, I'm looking back on it and like she probably she doesn't, doesn't even. She was like, whatever. <laughs> I'm just following protocols to my job. Like you're, right. she probably thought it was hilarious. That's so funny. Because I would think that was funny, wouldn't you? If like a really good a kid, kid did yeah. something like that, I'd be like, what? She's just like, I have to do something. And kids are bad all the time. They expect yeah. kids to misbehave. Yeah. It's part of learning. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That's so funny. It is so really funny. So you did, but you felt all this guilt and uh, it seems like you le- like quote unquote learned the lesson. I did. That's yeah. the interesting part to me. Like when thinking about like kids developing, cause you had the original instinct to be like, well, what if I did it bad, a bad thing back to you? But then it didn't really feel good ultimately. And yeah. then so that retrained you, but yeah. some people then continue to doing the bad thing. So that makes them feel good. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing. I always am fascinated by like, there's no, um, there's no recipe for like a good or bad person because it yeah. kind of can go either way. Like some people right. are treated terrible and then become the best person. Some people are treated terrible, become a bad person, and people go, "Oh, it makes sense." But yeah. like, it, what if I hadn't excuse. gotten caught? Like, yeah. what if I hadn't gotten caught? How would that ha- have like impacted my development or psyche? Or and if everyone cheered you on and yeah, made or you I a just hero. <laughs> enjoyed it and was like, like w- uh-huh. some kids would be some kids, even if it didn't go any further than that, might be like. Ooh, what else can I get away with? You know, like, Have you I don't know that I would, a, but a sense of justice. Oh my God. Yeah. Like really <laughs> strangely strong since I was a kid. Cause I grew up in Virginia and there's a lot of racism mm. and, a, and prejudice and just a lot of ways of very outdated ways of thinking. And I grew up around all of that, but for some reason I don't know if it was like a particular person in my life mm-hmm. or what but I felt very aware of that from extremely young like before anybody was even really talking to me about okay. it um, were you guys taught that in schools in Virginia I remember that being a big part of our curriculum in the bay just no. like being aware of like how you treat others oh hell no <laughs> no I mean of the age old like treat others like you'd like to treat yourself you're like you know, like this like typical religious just kind more of broad view, but okay. broad strokes like no there were we generally like I my my I mean my parents themselves were pretty fine and open mm-hmm. with everybody but when it came down to it I would see a lot of like I would hear a lot of racist remarks from like uncles or aunts or mm. extended family or just you know just like sure, sure. it's in it's woven into the everyday fabric it's not like just outright all the time you yeah. know it's in the south it's very just a part of the culture so it's uh-huh. And I just, I was aware of that really, really young. Like I would just pick up on the subtleties and it bothered me a lot. Like, yeah, it seems like you did have a lot of empathy because in a way you were picking up like before even someone told you it was wrong. It just felt wrong because you're like, someone's not being treated the same way. And you're like, but that doesn't feel fair. Yeah. And so that you caught on, you caught onto that. I did. Yeah. That was kind of me across the board really young with like everything. It wasn't just like race. That's a very easy one to call out because it's mm-hmm. so obvious in the South. But like if a kid was fat or if a kid had mm-hmm. like, you know, glasses or whatever it was, like I just, I, my like, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but my like empathy radar was like just mm-hmm. on like alert all the time. And maybe that's part of my codependent thing or whatever, <laughs> like maybe weirdly maybe that's ego because you're uh-huh. like wanting to be needed or help people or fix people or be there Were for your people parents i don't know like that or was one of your parents like that for my you my like- dad is like that okay. yeah my dad is very like he he's just very giving uh-huh. like he just he doesn't even he, there's like no filter for it you know like you still you have to have boundaries with giving too and he sure. just like doesn't have them yeah, that's an important thing I feel like I only just learned this year. But yeah. like the idea that like, because I've heard the, you know, buzzword codependency. Yeah. But to really break it down, like I did one of those like, um, you know, not quizzes, but <laughs> yeah. quiz sounds yeah. fun. But it, you know, those like th- tests where they say like, are you this? Are you that? And yeah. there'll be like specific things like, and there are things I didn't even think were codependent. Like, you know, like, do you do something for other people? Be, or if you don't do something for other people, do you feel like, you know, bad even if, 
yeah well, I don't, i'm trying to think of it like driving someone to the airport yep. it was stuff like that it's like do you feel guilty if you can't drive someone to the airport yep it's like yes yeah but you shouldn't because if you can't you can't you like, can't you not- can't there's another one that's really good because i've been reading did i read um codependent no more is a oh, okay. really really good book yeah. oh my god i just i'm reading it for the second time and <laughs> one in there is like that really got me and like humbled me was it's like do you do things for people and if they don't appreciate them hmm. or reciprocate do you feel um like bothered by that like do you get bothered like w- or bring it up in later in an argument like let's say they uh-huh. ask you to do something they're upset or it could be totally unrelated and then you're like well you didn't even care that i did x y and z and doesn't it even matter <laughs> like that's like, a sign of and they're like huh who what does that have to do with this conversation that's a yeah. sign of codependence which i didn't ever think about like i always thought of myself as such a giver right but if yeah. i'm giving and i and ever expect Hmm. that's codependent because your giving is dependent on uh, ooh. their reaction and how they interpret that experience and, and how they d- decide to like reciprocate and if they reciprocate when really wow. it shouldn't giving shouldn't have g- true giving should never have conditions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't want to be a doormat for somebody and be in a relationship with somebody where you're always giving and never receiving, you know, there's yeah. a balance. You got to have boundaries, but right. you shouldn't be doing it. If you don't really want to do, I think that's, yeah. but you don't even key. realize it when you're codependent. Yeah. You don't, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so true. I never thought about that, but yeah, that, that's something that I, I used to always think like, Oh, I'm so, I'm a good person. I do this, but then something didn't feel right. If they, someone wasn't a good person back, but it's like, if you're confident that you're a good person, like them treating you poorly shouldn't affect, you couldn't like in the moment have the moment of like, that was rude. I don't feel yeah. good now. And then you get over it. Right. And then you either probably the healthy person would just not be that person's friend yeah if someone consistently treats you poorly yep but the me person would have <laughs> now that's what i'm working on but the me <laughs> in the past would have been like i'll keep being your friend and we keep giving and eventually you'll see that yeah. you should also do this but yep. it's like oh that's my god insane. yes it's insane. like just let them be a bad person they'll learn on their own or maybe time. they're not even a bad person they're true, just true, not true. you you know exactly. like, yeah, yeah maybe they don't that's not how they um that's not how they view love. It's yeah. so you're trying to give them this to show them love. And then it's like, that's not how they view love. They don't yeah. feel loved by have you. Have you ever, cause I think you're, you, you're codependent, right? Like you say, you have codependent <laughs> well, yeah, tendencies. Yeah, yeah. I do too. And I'm just starting to like talk about it openly cause mm-hmm. it's, it's really important. <laughs> and I'm realizing how many other people are like this, but like, I don't know. I can't even tell you how many times in relationships I've done something Mm-hmm. And then later when I've brought it up in some sort of like, <laughs> you didn't even care. They'll be like, I never asked you to do that. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, it hurts me. <laughs> so I'm like, that didn't mean anything. And they're like, well, I never asked you to do that. And inst- like, I always took that as an insult. Right. But really what it is, is somebody telling you like, and maybe they weren't always saying it in the nicest of ways sure. either. But that's somebody being like the way that you you're not hearing my love language because if that's the way that you're showing me love, I never told you that that's how I receive love. So you're not listening. Yeah. You're not in a way you're being selfish. Your way of showing love is you need to care for me, but like, yeah, you're not doing it. Right. Like, cause you love me. You're doing it cause you're trying to get me to love you. To love you. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's a mind fuck. And it's, you know, and you have to like be sweet to yourself and forgive yourself because you're not, that's the thing is like you, a partner who can work through that stuff with you and like mm-hmm. see that and be sweet, it, wonderful. But like, 
most of the time people hate that about other people and are like yeah gross you know well because i've also been on the other end of that like if i'm not ready for a relationship and someone's like giving me it's the opposite end of my love language but if someone's showing me a lot of extra attention or giving me gifts i get uncomfortable me too but i shouldn't if i'm comfortable with how i feel because i could just be like they want to give me a gift i accept it thank you i don't owe them anything no but because i feel that way when i give it makes me be like oh no they're gonna think this so I'm going to have to give them something. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a, the whole codependent thing is a real yeah, it's a trip. trip. It's a real trip. It's sort of like, what's the word? Oh, reciprocity is yes. something that I like a lot because it's not, nope, you don't owe anybody anything, but at a base level, we should all be nice to each other. Consideration. But you also don't deserve anything. Like, yeah. it's like, it's nice. Obviously the person you're dating, you should enjoy that time and they right. should be nice to you. But if they're not, then it might be a good sign you shouldn't date them. Right. But they don't, but you don't deserve, like you don't deserve reciprocity. Like if you buy them right. a diamond ring, they, you don't deserve a diamond ring back. No. I mean, if you find the right partner and that's what you would like back, they Tell probably them. will. Yeah. Like yeah. the right person will probably have similar wants and needs and yes. you'll find that and that's You'll nice. have a flow that is yeah. unspoken and But if you don't get works. it, you're not you shouldn't be like, wow, this person sucks. Cause they don't, you just, they're no. just not the right one for you. Like how many of us have just been walking around thinking other people suck and it's like, yeah, no, just... you're just not compatible. <laughs> We're not compatible and exactly. that's okay. You don't have to like burn the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. You can literally just say like, oh, we are not compatible and we've figured that out and yeah. let's move on. Yeah. And also you can also give that to yourself. That's the cheat. Like not yep, to be that like, is the you cheat. shouldn't go off and just be alone all the time. Cause I think human interaction is good. But if you're feeling like you're lacking something constantly, but you really like the relationships you have and they're trying mm-hmm. and they're not like, you know, narcissists or dicks like, yeah, but they don't, something isn't right. Like you can be like, Oh, I can give that to myself. If I'm not getting like the person to watch foreign French movies with in my right. life, cause nobody, you know, I'm friends oh God, with the dumb say, shit right? that we make mountains yeah, like, out I of just want to have that. But it's like, well then fucking either go join a meetup yeah. or like go to buy or yourself just, and pamper yeah. yourself. And that's fine. Shut up like, and go watch it by yeah. yourself. It's that you have the dumbest arguments <laughs> over it. You have like, it's so stupid. We'll be like, oh no, she doesn't like Whitney Houston as much as me. Like that, that one is a deal breaker. That we would do, yeah. It's like, I always <laughs> dream to have someone to go to these concerts with. And yeah. It's, like, it's, well, I mean, it's well, just, that, that's a bad example for Whitney Houston. No, but you it's, know well, I mean? no, sure. Her hologram show is coming. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah. But I get like, it's, it, yeah, it's a lot of like figuring out and determining your codependent is like, I don't know about you, but I have every moment of a discovery is like, ew like I'm just like <laughs> ew I'm so grossed out by myself I'm like Ugh. and then I have to forgive myself and be like no you're wonderful and you're always coming from a place of good intention and like trying your best and so is everybody mm-hmm. else unless they're an egomaniac which those people exist but like when I discover those things about myself I'm grossed out and then I forgive myself and then you learn the lesson or you try to yeah because that shit is deep that I mean that wiring is is yeah. hard and it is really, undo. this is why therapy is fun. It feels like going to the gym fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the word that most people describe, but yeah. I find practicing the lessons to be the best part. Mm-hmm. Like once you learn it, like you said, in a book and then you go out and like r- do it differently, if that makes sense. Like yeah. someone, you know, asks you to drive them to the airport and you actually check in with yourself. Like, do I actually want to do this or do I just want to do this? Cause I want them to think I'm a good friend. Yeah. And then you 
react the way that's actually healthy yeah you start doing that over and over and then it's actually very rewarding because then you find that you stop feeling guilty you start having better relationships those friends actually are still your friend yeah even when you most say, of them hey, i can't hang out most of them yeah, yeah it's sometimes you really lose friends but true you, but you those do people but are actually people who didn't respect your boundaries mm-hmm. so then you yep. start to like see the world in this better way and having healthy relationships and it's like going to the gym it, but no, for it your really brain is. it yeah. is going it's cool <laughs> we're like literally spokespeople for go to bed so but it's very true like my um my therapist uh, what you said when you stop before you make a decision about something yeah he was like similarly uh, he's like a lot of codependent codependent people were were reactionary so like Mm. we react before we think because we're like it triggers our wiring and like something someone says or whatever Mm -hmm. we and then we we freeze the event and then we like make a story he's like what you do is you something happened and you you were taking a picture of it and then you're just staring at that picture (laughs) and like making up a whole story for it when the world is still going on and moving yeah and 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 you're reacting to this picture instead of talking to the people who are like right there and like picking up on cues and context and if you can get yourself to like you're gonna snap the picture but like recognize that you're just holding a snapshot of it you know, oh, like like in this example would be like somebody's asked you to drive them to the airport. You're you could potentially, if you're codependent, you stop and you're like, oh shit! The snapshot would be like, crap! They've asked me to go to, the, to drive them to the airport. Um, God, they're gonna think I'm a bad person if I don't. <laughs> they're definitely. Oh, they already do. It's taking me too long to respond. <laughs> like they're probably thinking I'm a shitty friend. We're not gonna be as close. Or like maybe there's somebody who's advantageous to your career, like uh-huh. or book you on a show or whatever it is. And it's like if you can just stop yourself from like. <laughs> making up a story yeah true and just decide how you feel about the question or whatever's being presented yeah and like give it context then everything's actually fine why do we feel like the world's always ending everything that happens (laughs) for codependence is like the world is burning yeah well in a way it's almost the other side of narcissism because it's like it's still revolving around you like yep it just comes out in more helpful ways when Mm -hmm. because you're helping your friends but like yeah, I've never had some, like, if someone, if I asked someone and they said no, I wouldn't be like, fuck you. Yeah. So it's like, Me they're either. not doing that either. In fact, I might even feel guilty asking. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, do feel, I don't yeah. ask. <laughs> yeah. They're probably thinking the same, like, oh, she's probably busy, but I'll just try. And so they're yeah. just going to move on. Like I had someone ask, a friend asked to help move, but it was last minute. It was like the night before or something. And I, I had such a hard deadline and I was like, oh, I really want to help. I want to be there for this person. But then I was like pretty sure I couldn't. But then I just said like, I'm going to try to get my work done and then come. Yeah. And then in the morning I woke up late. I didn't get my work done. So then I was like, I can't. I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's fine. But in my mind, I did that story thing where I was like, oh, no, years down in the road. Like, <laughs> they're going to always look at this moment of like a sign that I like, I'm just a fair weather friend. And I wasn't oh. there. But I'm like, no, it was a last minute ass. And I was honest. I, I yeah. wasn't trying to get out of it. But in my mind, I was like, they're going to think I made up an excuse. Like, or and imagine they did. be truthful. Yeah, if, that, if they like, did, that would be bad. Imagine you too. stayed friends with somebody who was that big of an asshole. Yeah, like, true. Ew, that, like, because I got to a place in certain relationships in my life, at times in my life, where you get to a place where you're like, if I stay in this, regardless of what it is, like a professional yeah. relationship, a friend, a lover, like you have to ask yourself like, am I losing all self-respect? Like, do I have any <laughs> self-respect left? Like, Damn, that's so real. That you, know, 
<laughs> but it's true. Like, because that's so, cr- imagine you are at a point with your self-respect where it is so low mm. that you would stay friends with somebody who would get mad at you <laughs> if you couldn't drive to them to the airport. Like, damn, that is such a reflection uh, on your self-respect. I know. I mean, Mav, here's the thing. Um, I have been there. Um, and that's <laughs> oh, why. Oh, me too. <laughs> well, I mean, I like at a, as a, at a very basic, almost like comedic level, I was in a sorority and that's like you oh, know you yeah. get hazed right i mean and fortunately i wasn't in a very bad hazing one but that whole culture is that yeah i used to have a joke about that about a relationship the, a bad one that was out of but while i was in it this is how i'm saying <laughs> it was i knew i was in a bad situation and i was trying to spin it to make it funny yeah and i had a joke about how i was hazed into the relationship because like he did like a series of really fucked up stuff oh no. where i like got out and i was like fuck this i'm out thank god and then i was like fully like I'm on my new life, self-care. And then I like got wrote back in. And then, oh. so I was doing this joke on stage to just be like, and it's fine now because we're together. So that's, and everyone's but like, I'm like, what does this mean? I'm with this person that treated me this way. They haven't changed. Oh, did the audience laugh? Of course, well, you're because you're funny. It's like if I do it in a fun, well, I think peop- a lot of people maybe relate. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just not fully out of it. Now I feel like I get nervous <laughs> that I'm going to learn too much and not be funny because I'm going to be like, <laughs> you don't realize how your situation is bad. And yeah. So I'm well, like, how do I capture that? The funny part of pain without being like, without living being jaded it. and being yeah, like, I don't want to live in the about pain it yeah. anymore, but I still want to be understanding for why people would make those choices. Cause I did, yeah. you know, no, th- how the worst <laughs> feeling is when you've like left and then you go back. Yeah. And then, and you're like, so like self-righteous about it. You know, people that go back, we're always like, whenever <laughs> we've all gone back at least once sure, and you're sure, like, sure. no, 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 it's different. Like it's totally, it's never different. Like, it's not. And, and the funniest thing to me, like, is I knew that it wasn't like the excuses I got, this person didn't even apologize. They just, I would say like, so what's up with that thing that like, you know, that, yeah. this thing you did. And then he would just say, I know what it looks like, but that's not what it is. And oh. I was like, okay, but it is. Cause there's, <laughs> you didn't tell me what it is. You didn't yeah. say it, but it's actually this. You're just like, I know it looks bad. That's the excuse I always got. And it was, Ooh. I just heard what I wanted to hear, which was like, okay, so you know, it looks bad. Oh, that's so, so I guess that's okay. That's just like yeah. making you cra- feel but crazy. It, it, so that's the other thing is you have to get out of those situations because it will fuck with your reality. Comple- you, you will yeah. completely diminish all self-esteem. You have to get out of them. Like there's yeah. no, there's no other option. I've like, I've been in those situations and you try with all your might to just stay in it. Yeah. And then you hit a breaking point where you're like, I will probably, su- my soul will die <laughs> if I stay in this any longer. Like there's just no, you reach a point where it's you or you know, yeah. with them really. But and that's why it's be good that. for you to have those boundaries because if you do run into it, most of the time your friends aren't that way and yeah. they'll understand if you can't do something. Right. But if they are one of these people and they do blow up at you, that's a great sign to get out. Yeah, great. And then so Hi. if you just always exercise your boundaries, you'll always be able to get out of yes, these bad situations. Yeah. I've, I don't, I think I've only ever exercised my boundaries like in the last like year or so you know what I mean like I just started figuring out yeah. what that even means and how has it felt so amazing <laughs> it is the most liberal it didn't feel good at the time uh-huh. it was really hard um well because people do especially if you surround yourself with people who don't respect your boundaries mm-hmm. for a while you you're find out real fast <laughs> yeah and you're gonna start feeling like you're losing friends yeah. but then you'll start making new friends no totally then that's it, it it felt like a lot of loss yeah even if it wasn't a lot of people it feels like when you start setting boundaries like people people don't we don't like change you know we want yeah. everyone to stay the same and like and no hard feelings on people but like people don't they don't realize you're changing and it's for the better because mm-hmm. it's disrupting their life <laughs> you know so 
you've learned really quickly who's there and who's got your back and who like wants the best for you yeah so fast but it is it's not without pain obviously yeah you know and then you feel like because you're learning and so you you're not sure and you're like am I making the right decision are these boundaries right but ultimately I think boundaries are the best thing in the entire fucking world they're yeah absolutely necessary (laughs) and you feel really guilty and really bad because you're codependent but (laughs) it's but you have to have them you know yeah, that's so so well yeah. said. Wow, we got real deep from a, from a little deep. childhood story. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Was there more to? So you got, you got in trouble and you went back and in you trouble. Just became a good kid. I just went back <sighs> to being a good kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I really did anything bad after that. Not like you know. Right. Nothing really like bad. that. No. No. Um. Were you ever galvanized again to like defend anyone? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I always offended people. Okay. Always. I just didn't. I didn't do anything sketchy like that. Nothing I think I told somebody illegal. once I was going to punch them, but. I didn't and I didn't put in writing <laughs> were you because you got voted if you got voted like the popular superlative it seems like you you um avoided the scathe of the bullies yes that's not even a word why did I say I avoided you avoided the, the wrath the of wrath. the bullies yeah so you never got bullied back even though you were defending the people who were getting bullied ever I don't remember ever getting bullied I don't know how I got through that but I just wasn't that kid I was mm-hmm. the kid that was just like in every group you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I could just hang but I don't I think that was the only girl who was like ever mean to me and it was not Mm. directed at me it was just because that was my buddy you know yeah yeah Yeah. were you bullied I I've had moments I was never fully like the kid getting bullied but I've had the mean girls bully me that sort of thing and I like I was a new girl for a little bit in high school and yeah I ended up finding my place but I do remember moments of feeling like oh there's like I never fully knew but you yeah. know there's moments where it's like oh they're kind of all laughing and making fun of me but then like oh, I still a, wanted their approval you know what I mean like yeah. I still invited them to my birthday party and then that oh sort of thing God. where so like that yeah I was very codependent that's so cute oh. <laughs> me being like birthday nice parties to you and I do this thing like Aww. you'll be nice back um yeah no it's God, that is just such a codependent tale as old as time, isn't it? The like, mm-hmm. if I do this nice thing, that's the thing I'm getting out of this conversation the most is like <laughs> us talking about that and how when you said like, it's like the flip side of narcissism, but it's still yeah. a version of, it's, it's not I narcissistic, but it's ego driven. Yeah. 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 Of being like, this is, I'm only doing this for me ultimately. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually doing it for you. And, but the difference is I think narcissists really are doing it for themselves. Yeah. And I think that people who are codependent don't it's like the result of yes it's a result of growing up around yeah like narcissist not always with narcissists but but that's a lot a, a lot of a taking yeah. care of and yeah. nurturing and it's addicts like, too if you mm-hmm. grew up around addicts you yeah know that. yeah so it's like kind of by default it's not it's not as intentional i don't sure. think it's not as like There's maliciously hope. driven yeah there is hope <laughs> like narcissist is a whole nother yeah, I God, think codependence, can you can find happiness and, yep. and you find that in healthy relationships, but you have to recalibrate what love is. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, narcissists, it's really hard to find happiness because they're so self-serving mm-hmm. that the only way they, I mean, they can never be happy because they're not happy by them. They're not happy with themselves. No. That's what's, that's the craziest thing. I read this book um, called uh, Don't You Know Who I Am by Dr. Romani Dursavala. It's good. I would check it out. It's, cool. pr- uh, f- I think it's fairly new, but she talks a lot. She's like, it's like the narcissist handbook. And okay. she talks about like, also in broad ways of like sort of the LA culture and things like that. Yeah. But she really gets into the science of it too. Oh, cool. And the entitlement of it. Um, yeah. And she says what drives narcissism isn't, self-love it's self-hate and that's the thing people don't realize they mask it in self-love though it's yeah it's like they talk so about much that. self-hate that yeah. they 
can't be happy with themselves. So they need constant supply from outside sources to tell them that they're great. Because if they were truly self-loving, they would just be kind because they would be enough. Yeah. And so they want people to feel like the people around them aren't enough in order for them to feel better. You're cutting deep. I know. You are cutting deep. I'm triggered. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's but yeah. It's, that's, it's I'm tough. so fascinated by narcissism. Yeah. Um, I got to read that book. Yeah, but check I'm, it out. I'm so There's fascinated an audiobook by it. too, so you can listen to it on really? your drive. Yeah, it, you'll probably cry, but the narcissistic supply thing is a real thing, and yes. it's it's and the operating from a place of like having the victimhood mm-hmm. and having to have a hero, and like just like. Um, switching those places kind of what's yeah. it called like they triangulate oh they, they triangulate project? yeah um, and yeah there's a couple of things they triangulate they will um, hoover to yeah. get you back there, anytime you're with someone where you feel like something's not right and you don't feel like good like check in with those red flags yeah. like you know because if something's off it's usually Dude, off I'm all about the red flags nowadays yeah. like I literally am just like what are your red flags? Just tell them to me <laughs> right up front. I'm constantly like, I feel like I'm playing Minesweeper, but for yeah. narcissists, I'm like, all right, who, wh- who am- in my life is going to, like now that I have these tools, I'm like, yep. who in my life is actually abusing me? No. No, I know, but it's true. <laughs> it's it's really, once you've experienced a narcissist, you are on high alert, I and think. And there probably are more yeah, people of course. who get in those situations, especially like, you know, I'm in my middle ages, right? Yeah. <laughs> like there's no way that it's just one person. Like no, I no. got here on my own doing in the sense that like I have not been doing the work. Right. And so, and something yeah. of their qualities, it's, it's all like, I find narcissists really interesting and I'm really yeah. interested. Like I want to read that book and everything, but really the, the quest is more about like, well, what is it about me yes. that got into that situation yes. and like was drawn to the, these characteristics and that's the hard that's the hard work. The hard work is not trying to understand the narcissist. Mm-hmm. The hard work is trying to understand what why in the world you would be drawn to a narcissist. Yeah, because uh, not to say like we're not normal, but a, a person who grew up with healthy um, boundaries would be like, oh fuck this yeah. immediately, immediately. Yeah. So there is something. Yeah, I think you're that you're speaking a lot of truth, and it's hard to hear because. On what, I think we were talking about this before we recorded, but like the idea, like some people will be like, oh, that's victim blaming. Like people who haven't experienced that will want to jump to this black and white conclusion of like, yeah, that's dangerous rhetoric. But it's not because, and I'm like, whatever, yeah. you can cancel me for saying this, but like <laughs> it's healthy to know you have power to walk away from a narcissist. Even if, yes, they're doing something <laughs> bad. Like you can't just be like, I was powerless. Like I got there because I like, there was something that I wanted there yeah. that I thought I would get, right? Like, right. Love. Yeah. And there's no love there, so I have to. So learn I have to that. go. Yeah, and if I don't accept that, then I'm never. I'm gonna keep repeating that pattern. Oh, absolutely. If there is yeah. no love, I mean, please, people. <laughs> if there is no love there, or somebody tells you there is no love there, you can't just you keep be walk nice away. To it. Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah, <laughs> like, but people, you know, not everybody understands that. I think you have had to have grown up around the absence of love you had you had to have grown up in a at some point in your life you have to have tr- had to fight for affection and love yes and earn it love yeah rather than have just received it yeah and y- you have to accept as an adult that that is why you've gotten into the relationships and mm-hmm. like and give it to your fucking self you know yes that's true and it's hard it's hard because it's undoing a lot of work but i i think like the easy way to think about this if you don't want to read the book or if you don't want to understand narcissists is just think like if you're in a relationship, ask yourself, if you ever find yourself thinking I'm not enough, 
that's Oof. a bad relationship. Yeah. Because you should never think that. You are enough, whether or not you're alone or with someone. Yeah. And a lot of my relationships were like that. And, you know, a big one was my relationship with my mom. So that's yeah. usually where it starts. Same. So if you're ever, yeah, if you're ever thinking that, Same. that's a good sign to mm-hmm. be like, well, you can also ask yourself, like, sometimes, you know, it's so deep seated that someone is healthy and you still feel that way. But then you should be able to tell your partner, like, hey, I'm feeling like I'm not enough. And yeah. look at their reaction. And it should be situational. Like if it's yeah. sometimes you're not going to feel like enough, like, and it's fine, but you have to learn how to discern when it's like, yeah, drastic, you know, like yeah. I consistently, if something is consistent in you, like I consistently feel like I'm not enough mm. and I'm letting you down. That's a big problem, but it's just like this week or but today. But someone shouldn't make you feel that way. And oh that's God, usually ever. a sign that that's toxic yeah I'm, I think Ugh. that I don't know about you but I've been on both sides of that like I think sure. I've probably made people feel like they're not enough and mm. I'm sure I have I'm, that's just part of being in a relationship I think and as a in your early 20s like growing up and learning that in sure. order for me to fully learn that I've had to be on both sides of it of just want you mean like just to sort of wanting expecting more of someone yeah like I think I've been in relationships that I knew weren't right for me right okay and instead of having the knowledge and experience and being mature enough to just get out of it and Mm. say you know what this isn't this isn't enough for me or this isn't working it's not that you're not enough it's that this isn't yeah enough for me it's okay to say because that's the point of dating like you can date somebody and be like I mean you maybe shouldn't word it like that but you could be like this isn't (laughs) working for me and you can know in your head like it's not enough. Like maybe my love language is like this one particular thing and that's not how they love. And so it's, I don't want to have to work on this forever with them. Like I'd rather just go find somebody I'm more compatible with. But I think when you're younger, you don't have that, that language or that experience. Sometimes you stay in things or I know I have, I've like stayed in things longer and then you kind of are like expecting somebody to be somebody they can't be. And that's wrong, you know? That's, That's a just good way as to wrong. put it. Yeah, it's like if you wanted a, um, this is a very dumb analogy, but let's say you wanted like a jacket yeah. because you're cold, but there's no jacket. So you just get a dress. Yeah. And you're like, well, well, we'll, we'll figure this out. It'll be a jacket one yeah. day. It's never going to be a jacket. It's never going to be a jacket. But it's a great dress. And it, it's a, someone and wants someone a dress. someone needs a dress. Yeah. I won't wear a dress. And sometimes it'll feel nice because sometimes you'll be like, you know what? Today, yeah. I wanted a dress. Yep. But I was still I was warm and that dress was jacket. great. So <laughs> it's, no, it's never going to be a jacket. It's it's knowing when to get out. Like yeah. I, I, the codependent thing has made me stay in situations because once I'm in, I'm like, I'll t- I like, um, I'm like uh, lose sight of the fact that I can be well, alone. And you love the person. Yeah. Or you have affection. Like it's not like these you are just care about them. objects like, and they're no. people who you have memories with. So it becomes harder, of course, to leave. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, I, it's taken being on both sides of that for sure. I don't want to like play the card of like, I've always been the, the one that's like being taken. It's like, no, I've been, we've all been everything. In yeah. order to fully actually something, you have to have been on both yeah, sides so of it. You have to take no responsibility. Way. That's, I mean, on, yeah, on the flip side of feeling like I'm not enough, I'm also lying to stay in that relationship. If, if right. I feel like I'm not enough and I'm saying everything's fine, I'm lying because everything's yeah. not fine. So therefore that person's not that person's enough also to me because they're yeah. not making me feel enough. Right. Yeah. This is like this weird no one's inception. <laughs> yeah. The best thing to do is walk away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I feel like we really, this, is, this came was therapy. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> this, I know this is great. I don't need to do that. I can cancel my yeah, therapy. Yeah, this week. save some money. <laughs> um, well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I have a quick game. Me. Yes, if please. you like to play. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was looking at your Twitter and I saw that you just joined SAG. Congratulations. Thank is that you. true? Yeah, okay. yeah. Congrats. Very exciting. Um, and also sorry because I know it's expensive. Uh, I just I'm broke. did the same last year. <laughs> yeah. But um, so this is inspired by that. This is, um, you know, all about actors who had to pay their dues. <laughs> <laughs> You know, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, but these are actors um, who have worked strange, weird jobs and they're now famous. Cool. So very easy. I'm just going to read a um, either a quote or um, a fact about an actor with a blank and then try to fill in the blank. It's all about who they were. No, I say who they are, oh, um, but they're okay. all weird jobs that they've had. And okay. then you just have to guess. OK, so here's the first one. Rachel McAdams worked at McDonald's. She's so hot. She is very hot <laughs> and very talented actress. Yep. Um, yes. Before- I, that, that was so wrong of me. To just- <laughs> Oops, That's my dude brain. <laughs> no, no. It's, no, it's, I, I didn't She's even hot. say that in a way to co- combat She's also that. smart and educated. But some are just hot and that's fine. But <laughs> I just remember thinking she's a, so She actually is an extremely talented actress. Yeah. And then the notebook. I mean, the, the, the breadth yeah. of uh, <sighs> character work. Um, but before, th- before we were blessed yeah. with her hot face, um, she worked at McDonald's. And she got in trouble because she kept doing what? Okay, so here's the quote from her. She said they were like, hey, the drive through is backing up. Stop blank. Stop flirting? <laughs> I wish. Um, the answer is actually washing your hands. What? So she was so obsessed with washing her hands at McDonald's that the drive through got backed up. <laughs> that tells me everything I need to know, but also marry me. Yeah. Like any bitch Very who's meticulous. like, yeah, who's like <laughs> thinking about the germs uh-huh. <laughs> more than anything. I'm and, on board with. And I bet you the McDonald's drive-thru is full of germs. Ew, so you know yeah. what? I think she won that. Yeah, she won that. Okay, the next one. Madonna. Madonna mm. used to work at a Dunkin' Donuts, but got fired after one day for blank. Eating all the donuts, having sex in the <laughs> shop. <laughs> I thought you got two answers out there. You know, I'm going to give you half a point. It wasn't either of those. That would have been more fun. But it was she was squirting a jelly donut on a customer. But it kind of feels like sexual. Squirting? So I'm going to say. She was squirting. Okay. <laughs> she was squirting in a Dunkin' Donuts. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was squirting in a Dunkin' Donuts. She squirting in Dunkin' Donuts. Jelly, jelly, but, you know, same thing, you know. I bet Madonna's come taste like jelly. Oh, I'm sorry. That's gross. I bet but, you, it you does. <laughs> but it's a compliment. Okay. Okay, Pierce Brosnan worked uh, for three years in the Zen Sushi Circus. That's the name of a circus. What did he do there? That's not a blank. Uh, for doing <laughs> for what? Sorry, I really should have. No, I'm like questions. can't even imagine that. What What did he do in the circus? Uh, uh, twirled chopsticks. Like what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> circus act i don't like like, that at a circus i don't even know (laughs) what would you do he was a fire eater what yeah he was like like he was um he trained in fire eating and then someone saw him and asked them i feel like i should have guessed that one that would have been a really good guess that's i'm dumb that was great did it for three years crazy um weird this one i didn't put in but i'll just give you as a fun fact um uh did you know steve buscemi was a firefighter imagine Steve Buscemi's teeth showing up to put out your fire. It's so crazy. Well, he apparently did this like as a very, like when he was very young, but then went back during nine 11. This is why I didn't make it a question because it's like him. very sweet and not funny, but he went back during nine 11 to work with the New York fire department. Cause he, he was a fire department or he was a firefighter in New York. Isn't that wild? What? We love you, Steve. But he didn't want publicity because he wanted to do it for the right reasons. So I'm like, stop. I stand. I he got stand it anyway because we all know. I know. <laughs> oh, I stand by Bushimi. <laughs> Dude, those teeth? I know, man. 
Dude, yeah, career making. It. Yeah, <laughs> just... they're they're everything. <laughs> um, okay. Victoria Beckham, also hottie, yep. played a blank on wheels in a BBC sex education show called Body Matters. Played blank? Played a blank on wheels. So this is a sex education show on BBC called Body Matters. Played a, a paraplegic. Um, that would have been more noble, but the answer is sperm. She played a sperm on wheels. She wheel. played a sperm? Like a roller skating sperm in a BBC <laughs> sex education show? <laughs> no. This is giving me hope, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is giving me hope. I mean, so you're, I mean, you play These Margaret Cho's date. That's already much. Yep. You're already doing better than Victoria Beckham. Yep. So. <laughs> God, that's funny. Okay, here's the final one. Okay. Okay, Kanye West. Oh, no. Kanye West worked at this place in his teens that he compares to his career saying, it's funny that I worked at blank in high school because in my past 15 years, it seems like that's the place I stood in my creative path. So this is sort of a wordplay. That's the hint I'll give you. He, somewhere he stood in his creative path. This is where he says he's Hell? been standing in his career path or creative path now, but he worked at the pl- this place that's named is the it same a pl- thing. I need clues. Is it a place in okay. a mall? It's a, yes, it's a place in the mall. Is it a food place? No. Is it a shoe place? No. It, clothing? Yes. God. Hot topic. I don't know. <laughs> is it? Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, but no, it's The Gap. He says he was standing in The Gap. In like, The Gap. Like The God, Bridge. That's smart. That's yeah. some shit I would never get. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's very Kanye. It's like, it's what? So it takes, Kanye. A, takes you a moment. That's like, good, what? though. I like that. Yeah. So Kanye worked at The Gap, which I just but don't that's, see. I don't, it's so I want not a, as aesthetic at all. I want proof. Right? It's not that I don't believe him it's just that mm, i don't I believe lie. him. although i will say easy <laughs> has a very like sort of back to basics neutral that is true aesthetic so i could see like folding khakis all Absolutely. day affecting yeah. that yep design, i guess you know? i guess i could see kanye and the guy i could see kanye yeah, doing anything because he's he can easy. do anything yes like he's just that guy yeah that's like we'll do whatever he says he's gonna do even if it's the most maniac thing you could do i love that maybe i should work at the gap um maybe that will make us <laughs> lose empathy and like oh no and True. then get rich <laughs> well you know that'll work out for yep. me and nobody else um, and me <laughs> um well thank you so much you yeah. won because you know this you got a point and that's counts as winning um, thank you so I appreciate that as a prize you get to tell the followers where to find you <laughs> yes um you can find me on instagram at mav viola m-a-v-v-i-o-l-a same with twitter and all social media and yeah check her out at um the largo at yes, the cornet with february 20th and you can follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larisa t on twitter and instagram <laughs>